Galatians 2, 1 and 2. Then after an interval of 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. It was because of a revelation that I went up, and I submitted to them the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. But I did so in private, to those who were of a reputation, for fear that I might be running, or had run in vain. What I want us to think about today is that phrase from Paul, for fear that I might be running or had run in vain. When you read throughout Paul's letters, this is the most common fear that he has, or at least it's the one he expresses the most. And he was afraid that all of his ministry, all of his effort, all of the suffering, the struggle, the sacrifice would be in vain. So let's think about that for a minute. What does he mean? At first glance, when you read through this, it sounds like he needed the apostles to check over the gospel that he had been preaching for the last 17 years and kind of sign off on its orthodoxy, give them their stamp of approval, certified, approved from the Jerusalem headquarters. That's what it seems like, but that actually doesn't fit with the rest of the book because he's going out of his way to show that he didn't need man's commendation. He didn't need their stamp of approval. He received it from the Lord directly. And even if he or an angel preach another gospel, there to be accursed. So it is true from a ministerial perspective. All ministers should be humble and sober and think, if I'm not preaching the true gospel, I am running in vain. So that is true. But that doesn't seem to be what is driving his fear here. I think one of the things that Paul is getting at is he goes to the apostles in Jerusalem to try and prevent this misunderstanding that he's trying to correct in this letter that will forestall the growth of the church. He wants to 
undercut any sort of interference to his missionary efforts that are making this letter necessary. So I don't think it means he had any doubt about the gospel he was preaching. I think what he's worried about here is the effectiveness of his ministry, that it could get sidetracked by pointless divisions and diversions. And we are always, always in danger of becoming sidetracked by pointless divisions and diversions. It's one of Satan's primary strategies. Get us divided, get us diverted. And so he knows that if those come in, then much of their energy and effort will be wasted. But it's interesting just to skim through his other letter and think about when does he bring in this in vain language? In in chapter 3, verse 4, he'll ask them, did they suffer so many things in vain? See, as they start to turn to try and do the works of the flesh and ignore the works of the Spirit, he'll, he'll challenge them and say, how did you receive the Spirit? Was it by faith or was it works of the law? If it was through your works of the flesh, then you suffered all those things in vain. And then he'll challenge them. And actually, that's a really good question. Did you suffer so many things in vain? You know, currently, our entire world is being asked to suffer certain things, suffer isolation, many suffer job loss, suffer these things in an attempt to curb a pandemic. And when it comes, And when we come through it, that'll be one of the primary questions. Were these things suffered in vain? What does it mean not to suffer in vain, to sacrifice? And then in chapter 4, verse 11, he's going to say that he's afraid that his labor would be in vain. And this is his most common fear. And it is always connected with the people that he's ministered to not holding on or walking in line with the truth of the gospel. He's afraid in four that now that they're observing months, days, seasons, they've returned to the Jewish festival calendar, that maybe his labor would be in vain. In Philippians 2.16, if they don't hold fast to the word of life, all his ministry would be in vain. 1 Thessalonians 3.5, that if the tempter tempts them and they fall away, then he will have run in vain. Then he also applies it to himself. 1 Corinthians 9.26, he talks about running aimlessly. And that's the undisciplined life. And as he can preach to others, but he himself will be disqualified if he runs aimlessly and his ministry will be in vain. Well, you really see this concept all throughout 1 Corinthians 15, where he tells them that if they don't hold fast to the gospel, then all their belief will be in vain. And then if Christ hasn't been risen from the dead, then they believe in vain. So what does it mean to run in vain? I think it means to run with no purpose, no point. You have all this energy and this effort, but it's channeled in the wrong direction. You're doing the wrong things energetically. And maybe this is a really good time for you, or this is a really good time for us to reevaluate and reexamine our running, our energy, our life. Where is it going? What's it all for? Paul's image in Corinthians is that some can build with wood and hay and straw and stubble. And then when the fire comes, it burns away. Then some build with precious metals. And when the fire comes, it's stronger. Well, 2020, the fire has come. And what have you been building with? And how do you know things are going to be in vain? Well, it's never in vain if what you're experiencing leads you to Christ. If it leads you to love him more, it's not in vain. If it leads you to trust him more, it won't be in vain. If it leads you to hope in him more, it won't be in vain. It's never in vain if it produces some of the fruits of the Spirit. 
So if in the end your love for him, his word, and others increases, it's not in vain. In the end, if joy is increased, it's not in vain. Hope, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, if these things increase, it won't be in vain. But I think Paul's fear here, that if they don't hold on to the gospel and walk in line with it, then all his labor will be in vain as a healthy fear that we should cultivate a little more of in our life. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and 